This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast. My name is Patch and this is a very, very special episode because I am joined by Bristol City Royalty in Marina Dolman. Marina, thanks so much for coming on Three Peeps in a Podcast and talking to us about your life and times and your love of Bristol City. In terms of your your first game uh, that you went to watch... I understand it was Bristol City versus Northampton Town at the start of the 61-62 season. How did that come about? Simply because um, I'd married Harry previously in the April and um, he suddenly said to me just before the beginning of the season, I'd like you to come to football with me, please, Marina. He said, because ladies are beginning to attend the matches and ladies are not allowed in the director's room. So we have to have a special room on the side for the ladies. And I'd like you to look after that and all the visiting directors, the ladies that come. So um, so that's your task. It it would help me. Brilliant. So trying to be a very good little wife. (laughs) (laughs) I agreed. Oh, excellent. Uh, We'll we'll go through the, the, the last 62 years of watching Bristol City and some of the highs, some of the lows as well but first let's let's go back in time a little bit and just explain to the listeners sort of where where did you grow up I'm not entirely sure if it's local to here or well I was born in Hong Kong because my father was in the army and um, we came to Britain I I went to India afterwards for a a year or so but um, we came to Britain just before the war started in 1939 okay and settled um, and settled in Wales, in, in Wales. Pembrokeshire, and uh, mainly because my father, being in the army, was being moved around, right. and he suddenly went to France, um, and this was before Dunkirk. A week before Dunkirk, he was pulled off an army troop train to do a special course in England, so he came home to England, missed Dunkirk, fortunately, mm-hmm. but then lost all his battalion or regiment, or whatever they're called, sorry, mm. and um, he had to stay in Britain and so he was transferred to the reconnaissance and so I travelled all over Britain with him virtually and went to eight different schools before I was 11. Wow, well travelled then. (laughs) (laughs) That can't have been easy. I used to love railway trains. I'm sure you did. (laughs) That can't have been easy, constantly moving around, having to make new friends and things like that but I guess it's the the number of people that you've seen come through the door at Ashton Gate for example I, I've counted 26 managers yes. that you've seen uh, and that's not including caretaker managers mind yeah. that is you know managers um, and the number of players backroom staff that you've had to get used to and and I guess moving around a lot during your early life and the number the, the amount of change that you were used to that's prepared you for later in life. I think it did a lot, to be honest, mm. because I did get used to meeting people a lot. Mm. Obviously, Harry Dolman, he became chairman in 1949. He remained in that role for 25 years. Let's first explore how you and Harry met. Well, to be honest, I was working in Germany and um, I decided to be an air stewardess, so wanted to come home to Britain to p- pursue that. And I was accepted, except for personal interviews. My mother, in the meantime, was not very well, and she had a heart problem, so um, she wanted me to come home. So I felt obligated to do it, but I said it's going to be difficult because, you know, I can't use French and German very much in in Bristol at the moment, Mm. at that time. So she said, uh, she sent me this advertisement from the Evening Post, which was a box office number. And it said, knowledge of French and German and advantage. Oh, wow. I, was, I wasn't very happy at the time about it, to be perfectly honest. And I, but I thought of, to please her, I'd better apply. So I did. Yeah. And told them that um, I think this was about the June. And uh, I said I couldn't um, start working for them until the 1st of November because my contract with the German company didn't finish until then. Anyway... I got this letter back from Harry 
and I had no idea who he was, <laughs> except that he was, you know, managing a director of an engineering company. And um, he said, oh, that could, that could be quite suitable. Um, if I'm not suited in any way, anyway, he said, I'll be back in touch. Mm. Well, to my annoyance, in August, I got a letter from him telling me that he hadn't been suited. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember being so angry when I received that letter. Why? Because I didn't want really to come back to Bristol at all. <laughs> and it, it's very funny, really, from when I look back on it. But um, fair enough. I agreed and said, oh, all right, I'll, the earliest I can see you is the um, 6th of November at 11 o'clock. Right. And he wrote me back and said, that would be perfectly all right. So you put that date a bit later, thinking that he might say, oh, yes. no, don't. <laughs> well, my contract didn't finish anyway, so I couldn't yeah. you know, go until. So, um, so he said, and that also annoyed me that he wrote back almost immediately you know, and said, that'll be quite convenient. <laughs> Oh, wow. But um, for those people who don't know, obviously, Harry was a visionary, um, predicting things like artificial pitches, automatic stadium turnstiles and multiple sports under one roof. I mean, what would Harry think now about the fact that you under Ashton Gate, you've got the Bristol Bears, you've got Bristol City, you've got concerts and things like that going on? Oh, I know Harry would be delighted, mm. absolutely delighted, because um, he always felt that the stadium should have been used more, and um, and that was the only way we were going to get money to help Bristol City. I mean, at that time, yeah. it was principally to help Bristol City. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the, the concert in 1982, Rolling Stones, I think that was one of the first ones. Well, well that to... was after Harry died. Yeah, of course, of course. And, but uh, that was one of the ideas, you know, that yeah. he had to kind of thing. That wasn't his idea, but no. it was... Um, it was the kind of thing he was hoping that the stadium could be used for. Yeah, and up to, like, you know, the modern day, we just had one of the biggest bands, the Arctic Monkeys, there. And yes. I went to watch Muse there a few years ago. And not a big Muse fan. I didn't realise how many songs I actually knew. But to see the stadium used in that way with the, the massive... 8k screen that filled the whole of the atio stand the lasers the smoke the confetti it was an it was an absolute it's a spectacle uh, isn't yeah, it? a spectacle mm. and i i just was really proud i mean as a as a fan of of 35 years yes. but i can only imagine how you must have felt and how much how you oh, must yes. have thought how, how much harry would have loved this well i get thrilled every time it's used for any other purpose you know as well yeah. really because of course um, you do well, and also the big matches we had against Manchester City recently. Yeah. Oh, amazing, amazing. Let's talk a little bit about so Bristol City. So obviously we've, we've, we've said that your first game was in 1961. The team that day was Tony Cook, Alec Briggs, Mike Thresher, Bobby Etheridge, Jack Connor, Gordon Lowe, Jimmy Rogers, Brian Clark, Johnny Attio, Bobby Williams and Janssen Derrick. It was 1-0 and John Attio scored the goal. Oh, he would. <laughs> <laughs> one of 315, I think. I, think so. I can't um, remember how many, but I know he was a wonderful goal scorer. Oh, so, I mean, as I said to you just before we started recording, we've been doing our top five um, players throughout the positions, but we've, we've set a limit of the last 40 years mm. on it. Um, but we do speak about the, the previous you know, yes, years as course. well. And obviously we haven't done strikers yet, but, but John Attio, I mean... And we spoke about Jerry Gow as well. And Bobby we Williams did. was a wonderful goal scorer. Uh, of course, of course. And yeah, the fact the fact that he's now an FPA ambassador is is fantastic. But Isn't we'll come it? on to that. Um, but talk to me about John Attio. So you've seen lots of strikers over the last sixty years. What sets John Attio apart in terms of, of obviously the goals for one, but the way he, the way that he played. Well, really, John was such a big, broad man, yeah. to be honest. And the one thing I always admired about him was how light he was on his feet. Mm. And in spite of those big old-fashioned boots that they used to wear, I used Heavy to be... as well. Yes. But, and, and the weight of the mud, probably, exactly. on them as well. <laughs> I used to think that was wonderful, and I couldn't really believe it. Yeah. But he was so light, and it was his virtually... Often during a match, I think he wasn't doing very much. Mm. But that was obviously because he was being very well marked every time. Of course, yeah. But as soon as he got a chance, he could shoot straight at the goal, mm. no matter from which position he was in. He would Wherever have a he goal. was on the pitch, yes. yes. And it was wonderful to see. 
Yeah. And the best goal I really remember him scoring was when he was in the match against Oldham when we got promotion. We had to, we had to win that. And Harry had worked it out. If we won it 2-0, that was fine. You know, we could do it. We were all on tenderhooks, you could imagine. Mm. And I remember John receiving... The first thing I do remember, actually, is Alan Williams, who used to play for us, mm -hmm. was then centre-half for Oldham. Right. And within five minutes of the game starting, he shot at the goal. And I don't know how dear Gibby just jumped so high to, you know, to hand it over the bar. Yeah. It was an amazing oh, feat. Why? And then, towards the end of the game, when we were only winning 1-0, John stood with his back to the goal at the edge of the penalty area and the ball was suddenly passed to him and I don't remember who passed it to be honest mm. but he suddenly received the goal swiveled round and shot into the goal <laughs> and it, it was the most wonderful goal you can imagine yeah. anyway can't you yeah. it, a it took everybody by surprise that he'd even shot <laughs> yeah and it was such an exciting goal wow so I mean I I, lo I love that I love the fact that you know he's got the confidence to just shoot oh, yes. on sight basically that was wonderful and I'm not I'm not comparing him at all but the the person that sort of stands out in my mind in Bristol City terms yes. do you remember David Seal yes. David Seal yes. he would he would do the same he, he would, would get the ball and he would just angle. shoot from anywhere yes you're right and some of the goals that he scored as well yes absolutely. they were good weren't they yeah fantastic some right. fantastic strikes I thought it was very good the one thing I always admired about John Attia too was or laughed about was the fact that um, everybody was beginning to tease him about his big old boots and um, they said, you know, why don't you transfer to the lightweight? Right. Oh, OK. So they, they were, were an option. Mm -hmm. And he said, uh, how often have you seen me have an ankle injury? Yeah, good point. Very good point. And I thought that was very good. Marina, obviously, home and away, you're a, you're a, a fixture in the stands, a focal point. <laughs> Let's just go through some of the some of your highlights over those last 60 years. I've worked out that you've seen seven promotions Six relegations, so yes. you're winning seven six, yes. <laughs> which is good. Um, but uh, pick out some. So obviously, started in the sixties through to the seventies. Let's maybe start there and and that 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 promotion to the to the top flight of English football. I think it was sixty five years since we've been in the top flight of English yes. football, and that team obviously led by Alan Dixon and, and mm. Jeff Merrick. Talk to us about what that moment was like for you when we when we finally got back into the top flight. Well, first of all, um, when we got back into the top flight, sadly, Harry wasn't very well that year. Right. And so I wasn't able to concentrate on the football as much as I had previously done so, mm. even though I went to all the matches. Mm. Your mind wasn't 100% there. Not always. Yeah. No. And... Um, but, I mean, I do, who, who, who will ever forget that team? I mean, it was absolutely wonderful, wasn't yeah. it? And Jeff Merrick was such a wonderful captain at mm. the time, such an enthusiast of the team. And then, oh, all of them, Whitehead, um, Sweeney, or Trevor Tainton. Yeah, Cheesley, Tom, That's Dave right. Rogers. Cheesley was yeah. wonderful. Yeah. So sad that boy broke his leg the following oh. year. Yeah. I mean, he was a great, great Centre forward, wasn't he? Mm, yeah, no. obviously. I was talking about Jerry Gow earlier and John yes, Atio, Cheesley, and the fact that I didn't see them play. You know, yes. I, I, it's something that I can't do anything about. And there's some footage out there of obviously of John Atio scoring goals and, mm. and things like that. And the fact that in the 70s and being in the top flight, there's lots of footage of, you know, Cheesley's goal at yes. Arsenal, for example. I've oh, seen numerous times. Yes. Um, and and that, that was the last match Harry saw. He was So that was the last match he went to he Highbury was quite and determined. That was in the August, wasn't it? Wow. And I was quite determined he was going to get, I was going to get him. So I drove him to Arsenal. Wow. And um, when we won, I mean, he was euphoric, I can mm. imagine, but he wasn't at all well. Right. And that was the last match he went to, actually. Wow, that is incredible. I mean, 
that's the highest high, isn't it? it mm. We probably were top of the first division yes. at that point as he well was, on that first day. I remember how thrilled he was. Yeah. Oh, it was wonderful to see. Wow. No, and that it was is incredible. such a good thing for him when he was so ill, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. Um, so four seasons in, in the top flight. Obviously, did you did you go to a lot of those games? I and... didn't go to lots of the away ones. Right. Because, um, well, there was a time when they were trying to do without Harry, right. really. Right, okay. So I suppose the name Dolman wasn't terribly popular okay. at the time. Right. And, and I could understand that, so mm. it, it never worried me unduly. Yeah. But um, I must say, every um, chairman that followed always invited me to keep my seat in the director's box. Right. So I have been 60-odd years, 62 yeah. years in the director's box. Wow. Which is quite a... And quite thing, right, isn't it? quite right too, mm. and... Um, I, I guess we're backtracking slightly, but I think it was at 1970 the Dolman Stand was built. Is it 69? 69, 69, 70, 70. yeah. Yes. But obviously the Dolman Stand I, I named, named the Dolman Stand, still named the Dolman Stand. Yes. And you sit opposite that and look at that. Often think about it. And I'm sure you do, yeah. So and do you know what I also think about is the fact that um, when it was being built, um, I bought Harry... Um, a suit for his, his birthday was the 6th of August. Right. And I bought Harry this beautiful silken mohair suit that I had made for him and for his birthday. And he was going to, he was chairman of the, or president rather, of the Chamber of Commerce at the time. Mm -hmm. So he was going to a big luncheon. So he said, and on the way, I'll call in at Bristol City. So I said, well, don't stay too long. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he laughed. I always remember him laughing and then went off. Yeah. And, you know, when he got to Bristol City, he couldn't help climbing over the, some seats in the Dolman stand which was being built. Right. And he had a big three-quarter tear in the trousers. <laughs> and this is the first time he'd worn this suit, you know, that I'd uh, really gone to a lot of trouble Well, exactly. There. It wouldn't have been cheap either. And he stuck it up with tape and went to the <laughs> Chamber of Commerce lunch. <laughs> Oh, tape had many uses. I've not heard that one before. Um, the heights there, um, and then the subsequent lows, the the, the successive yes. relegations. I, I can't imagine what that must have felt like to go from those massive highs to just go right down through the divisions. This is a message from the Bristol City Former Players Association. Throughout last season, we brought a number of ex-players back to Ashton Gate. We were pivotal in delivering celebratory events, including the Ashton Gate 8 40th anniversary, and we also celebrated the stars of the 60s who were paraded on the pitch. This season, we will be commemorating some important moments in the club's history and some very important people who were part of our club. If you would like to assist with sponsorship of any of these events, please get in touch with me by email to events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk. It's really sad at the time, but I always admire tremendously the way the club started again. Mm. And for that, I mean, you have Darren Collar and Ken Sage to thank for that. Yeah. And they really went to town and had a tremendously difficult time mm. on getting people to invest again yeah. as you can imagine yeah so well, they worked very hard yeah 2022 obviously in the february we celebrated 40 years since the ashton gate eight and those players turned out their contracts to save the club that was and wonderful of them wasn't yeah, it? yeah an absolute um, unbelievable so for those players to tear up their contracts did you did you speak Speak to them at the time or speak to them after? Just take us back 40-odd 40, 40 years. and No, I didn't speak to them, any of them at the time, to be honest. And to be quite honest, I was so upset about it. Mm. I, I had to go walk away from it slightly yeah. because I didn't think I would help the situation <laughs> by, in any means, in any way. Because yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't, you know, bring bring yourself renew to talk the about contracts. It. Yeah, no. yeah. So I did just stand back a lot, to mm. be honest, and um, tried not to interfere. Yeah. In fact, I've always done that with the board of Bristol City because I don't think it's my place to. I just think that all I should do is support the club, really. Yeah, 
exactly. Through thick and thin. Well, exactly, yeah. Seven, seven promotions, six relegations, and that was the darkest time, probably yes. in in eighty two. It was. Um, but to be but to be forty years on and then walking out on the pitch was a magic moment and. It was almost like them returning to the club, and now a lot of them are FPA ambassadors. Yes, they're every game, walking around. They're wonderful. Photographs, um, signatures mm. with with fans that are only sort of five years old, and it's and wonderful. also fans that are seventy five years yes. old. You know, so it's so good to see isn't magic. It? I think I think it's very good of them all to do it. Mm. Yeah. Because they must, well, they obviously were so desperately hurt and yeah. upset at the time. I mean, they all had mortgages and things to do, didn't they? Families yeah. to bring up. Of course. So it was, I, I remember being so upset about that at mm. the time. Yeah. Okay, so into the 80s then. Um, one particular highlight in the 80s is actually Bobby Hutchinson's <laughs> 70th birthday today. <laughs> Is it really? Today, oh, yeah. I didn't we're, do we're, Bobby. We're, we're Monday the 19th of June as we oh, record this. I loved Bobby. Um, and yeah, what what a character. <laughs> I wasn't at the final. I'm sure you were. Yes. Uh, but I've watched the VHS numerous times <laughs> of Glyn Riley's celebration oh, and yes. Bobby lifting the trophy. But, uh, but at Wembley, first time in, I don't know how long, but Wonderful. to win that 3-0 convincingly. Well, I remember, you know... I- I'm quite emotional at these matches, which is quite stupid, really. But at um, at Wembley, I'd remember the tears rolling down my face then because I was thinking of Harry. Of course. Because Harry had always, well, I think I told lots of people this, that Harry had always said to me what we often went to the um, FA Cup finals. Okay. And he used to say to me every time, what I'd give to see Bristol City walk out on this pitch. And he never actually did, unfortunately. Mm. But I always remember being pleased that I was there to see it for him, if you know what I mean. Of course, of course. And I remember thinking, oh, That was in the back of your mind as well, yes. as thinking, right, I'm I'm going to these games, not only for me, but as a, as to represent Harry. Yes, because he told me to go, actually, when mm. he was not very well, right. and, and he knew he was dying. And he said to me, I'd like to think you'll go on watching Bristol City. Mm. So I said, oh, I don't know if I'd be able to do that without you. Mm. I don't know if I want to. Yeah. And he said, look here, Marina. He said, don't be so silly. I always remember it. He said, you've been watching them with me for so many years now, he said, and you've grown to love them too, whether you believe it or not. Mm. So he said, you make sure you go, please. And then, and here you are. Yeah. So I've been a good girl. Uh, <laughs> so uh, let's just explore that a little bit. So I speak to people who aren't football fans, mm. And they can't understand why we would drive for three hours <laughs> to go to, I don't know, Sheffield United yeah. away, watch the game and come straight back home again. No. Do, do people ever say that to you and like your friendship group? And obviously, I know they probably... Oh, no, they just take it for granted now, my friend, my yeah. friendship group, because they know I do it. But it's mad, but isn't they, it? Yes. They say to me, you must be mad, and that's about it. And we all laugh, and I say yes. And yeah. <laughs> But they say, I can't understand you doing that. But then I say, well, if you love something, you you think nothing of driving to the places to to go and see people that you love and things like that. So what difference is it? It is is one that, yeah, you try and explain it. And I guess unless you're a football fan, you you wouldn't understand it. No. Would that be fair? (laughs) I think that's true. But then any sportsman does does that kind of thing, doesn't it? Yeah. Any supporter. Yeah. I mean, they do it for the cricket, don't they? Of course. Yeah, yes. of course. But the Bristol City away following in particular, obviously you, you sit usually on the on the side of the pitch, whereas mm. we're, we're down behind the goal or up in the up in the gods yes. or wherever. And I it, do like my position because I, I try to be always right in the middle on the, oh, on the well, halfway line. Well, I would love to and be I in the middle. Do, I, can, I can direct <laughs> proceedings in my you mind. You can control you the know? players yes. with, your, with your joystick. <laughs> Um, but you must you must get a sense of pride seeing the city fans in oh, good yes. voice. Oh, I love the city fans. Mm. I always look for them as soon as I go to away matches, particularly. Mm. I always look to see where they are in the stand, and um, and they they they've been wonderful. Oh, we've been going through quite a tough time. Yeah, really. a massive and transition. I've, I've I've admired the way they've stuck to it. Mm. 
and they've done it so well, and it's so good to see them. You know, some of them I see as walking into the into the grounds. Yeah, yeah. And must recognise lots of always, faces. Oh yes, mm. and it, it's just great to see them, and they're all so cheerful and so happy. You mm. know, usually. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of the time. Yes. <laughs> um, brilliant. So, we freight rover trophy. Obviously, we went back the following year, which wasn't quite as good. No. Um, and then there was the late eighties with the the Nottingham Forest semi final with yes. Alan Walsh at home and exactly. obviously Paul Marden at the the first leg. And in how cold game. it was that day at Nottingham Forest. Yeah. That's what I really do remember. <laughs> Goodness, it was an evening match, wasn't it? It was. Mm. Yeah, the first the first leg. And, oh yeah. yes, it was so cold. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, Paul, I have Paul Marden on the podcast. I do a podcast with, with two ex-players, get them back together, and it was Paul Marden and Chris Honor. And obviously that came up in conversation, the, the Nottingham Forest mm. game. Um, didn't quite get to the final, but for a team in what would have been, I think, the third division at the time to get to, to play against Nottingham Forest, you know. Clough, which, Brian Clough, wasn't it? Brian Clough, yeah. Was, was I manager. remember him too. I bet. <laughs> Any altercations with Brian Clough? You can no, he was always the perfect gentleman when I was around. I bet, I, I bet. I must say. I bet. Okay, um, so yeah, it's, so into the into the 90s um, and some players to talk about there, you know, at one point, we had up front Andy Cole, Jackie Jakanowski, and Wayne Allison, yeah. um, Leroy Rossini, yeah. some some players that are absolutely... What have you got here? Uh, Andy Cole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, for, for the purpose of the listeners, uh, Marina's <laughs> just produced uh, a pro star. I think they're called Big Heads, um, <laughs> little statue of Andy Cole. So Andy Cole must have had quite an impression on you. <laughs> no, strangely enough, it was given to me. <laughs> In fact, I get given, I've got so many Robin memorabilia. Right, here. okay. It's amazing. That whole cabinet is full of some stuff. Oh, Robins. Yeah. Brilliant. And, you know? Yeah. So oh, I have yeah. them all over the place. It's all there. It's all there. Mm. But uh, yeah, some, some, some great, great players um, through the years. And, and in a minute, we'll come on to. Uh, I've asked Marina to, to pick out some of her favourite players. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, so we'll go through that shortly. But. Um, some other highlights. So into the into the nineties and then into the two thousands, we had a couple of playoff finals in in the yes. with Danny Wilson, for example, over in Wales. Actually, that yes. was isn't and it? Yeah, the Millennium Stadium. Millennium. Yeah, yes. that was when we played Brighton, wasn't yes. it? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, lost. Uh, and that lost was in that we one. should have won that match. Yeah. Everybody was expecting us to win, and it was quite. I think that was one of the disappointments. Yeah, I, I remember at Bristol City actually because we were expect we were quite odds on favourites to win that match. Well, and what, and what a team it was as well. It, I, yes, I, I equate it a little bit. Back to to the current team, having six or seven homegrown players in the team this season. Yes, massively proud moment for for all Bristolians. Obviously, Brian Tinian as well, yes. massively proud. You must have been massively proud. But exactly. going back to that team that lost um, to Brighton in that yes. final as well, it had that same similar sort of feel. That the team was really close. There was lots of homegrown players in there. Exactly. Lewis, Tommy, Joe exactly. Bunnell, Danny Coles, to name a few. And Lewis particularly, I remember too. Yeah, exactly. And um, just just didn't quite get over the line. Oh, but no. um, That was so sad and really we should have won. I think we put in a, um, didn't we put in a, a reserve um, winger instead of Lita? Um, I can't remember what year Rue beginning that? with R. I think oh, was Rougier? Was it Tony yeah. Rougier? Or or didn't like he was borrowed or something, wasn't he? 30th of May 2004, that Brighton defeat. Um, yeah, team that day, Steve Phillips, Lewis Kerry, Matty Hill, Tony Butler, Danny Coles, uh, Tommy Dock, Tony Rougier, Christian Roberts, Lee Miller, Brian Tinian, Craig Woodman, Scott Murray on the bench. That's um, right. Yeah, a fantastic team. And, and Danny Wilson's tenure... He was really building something was. special was. there over those few years. I mean, that's why it was particularly a disappointment. Yeah. It really, everybody really was expecting us, you know. Absolutely. And then the year before that, we obviously won uh, won the, whatever it was called at the time, Johnson Paint the Trophy. The Freight, Lo- Freight Rover. <laughs> yeah, well, it's gone through so many iterations, hasn't it? I think it's... Um, What's it called now? Uh, something completely, completely different. Yeah. Well, we don't have to worry about that anymore, no. do we? No, we don't. <laughs> the league trophy. No, uh, no exactly. Um, and then bringing us right up to, um, you know, more recent times, we've had some fantastic uh, promotion to the 
to the championship under Gary Johnson, getting to Wembley, the whole game um, where... Where we got yeah. there, played against Hull. Dean Windar scoring that goal. Oh, him! Yeah, <laughs> I never forgave him. We you won't know, talk every about time that. I went to Hull, every time I went to Hull, he was variably around the director's <laughs> box or something. He'd always come and say, you know, just hello. Do that, like, "Put the hand up." Yes. So, no, I, don't said, come, I don't want to talk to you. Don't come anywhere near me. Don't come anywhere near me. And then, then his son, his son played yeah, too, didn't he? He scored in the in the um, the playoff final. He did. That's right. Yeah, for Sheffield yes. Wednesday. Yes, I think it was. Um, so yeah, great uh, great run. Obviously, promotion from League One straight into the playoffs of the Championship under Gary Johnson. Fantastic times. Yes. And then up to 2014-15. Gary was fun. Gary was fun. Yeah, Gary was very fun. Tripping players up in the dugout oh, and things yes. like that. It was a shocker. <laughs> Um, but yeah, happy happy times. And then we we did get the double in the twenty fourteen fifteen season, I yes. believe. Um, Steve Cottrell, real united team that yes, we had there. It was wonderful. Um, and and yeah. it was so exciting. It, it was. was a wonderful thing. Yeah, wonderful. I was sat in the Dolman stand in that game, Where the eight two against Warsaw. Oh yes. Aidan Flint. Scoring all those goals, and he was superb in that, wasn't he? Oh yeah, he scored one, you know, flick around the back, a Rabona yes. style <laughs> goal, and but but what slight slight um, disappointment was that I was sat in the dolmen, but in <laughs> front of the dolmen was the was the roof of the dolmen, and then the south stand was was not yet built, so it ah. was like oh, wouldn't it have been amazing to have a full stadium? I don't know what the attendance was that day, but it certainly wasn't what it could have been. I do know. No, that's true. But we have to go through those redevelopments and look at the stadium now. Isn't it wonderful? Unbelievable. I I think Stephen has done us proud. I really do. I think he's done extremely well. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. And Maggie has supported him 100%, which Mm. has been good to see. It's so lovely. Yeah. Just to touch on that then, so the Lansdowne, I think they've been involved now 25 years. I yes. think Steve came in late late, late 90s. Yes, it, was it late 90s? I wasn't yeah. sure. I, I thought think, it was about 95. I think I think 97 rings a bell. Uh, I think well, it's that's come when up to, I became president. There we go. He, he invited me with, um, to be president with John Brilliant. Laycock. Awesome. No, I love that. Yeah. Um, but those 25 years, the... The investment that, that the Lansdowne have sh- Lansdowne's have showed. Oh, marvellous. Um, just touch on that and how important what would we that do, is. What would we have done without them, to be quite honest? Absolutely. I mean, and it's amazing to think they're virtually home home people, you know? Yeah, you need that injection of, of cash course. to get anywhere near competing. Of course you do. I um, mean, the Premier Division clubs have shown that, haven't they? Of course they have. I mean, look yeah. at Manchester City. Mm. They were always the underdogs to Manchester United, yeah. weren't they? Well, and they were they were in below us not that long ago. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, there we go. But they're an exciting team. Absolutely. Oh God, yeah. I think the. I was happy when they won the Champions League final. I like to see British clubs Oh, I was too. Succeed. I thought it was wonderful for them, yeah. wasn't it? and there's something they've been chasing and chasing and chasing. Exactly. Um, to get there in the end. But, uh, and they've had some wonderful players, haven't they? Yeah, of course. I mean, we played Burnley, didn't we? Yeah. And um, what was his name? My fa- One of my favourite players of all time, Vincent Company. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, and he's their manager. He's their manager, he? and their first game, I think, is... Um, Burnley Man City yep. in the in the uh, in Premier the League one. next season. Yes. Yeah, so that'd be uh, interesting. Won't yeah, it? and I think he got them back into training about three weeks ago. I bet he did. <laughs> Come on, lads! Uh, He's very it. keen. He yeah. was at um, Bristol City, as I said. It was good to see him. Yeah, right up to the modern day. Then, um, as you say, it's been three years now. So three years ago, I think it's today. Three years ago today, we mm. came back after the, the lockdown and played an empty stadium, Blackburn away, lost 3-1. I think we, mm. if we'd have won that, we'd have got into the playoffs, but mm. it just didn't happen for us when we when we did come back. But obviously, Lee Johnson was there, Lee Johnson left, Dean Holden took over, and now we're two years into the Nigel Pearson era, and mm. it has been a massive transition. But Certainly we've spoken about the, the, the academy coming through already, and, and we've signed three players, McCrory... Dickie I'm very encouraged. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to next season. Yeah. 
You no. never know what's going to happen in football, you do you? You don't. It's a very, so very strong league and um, we wait and see what happens. But exactly. positive, I, yeah, we have to... Nigel have to seems forward. a very positive person, doesn't yeah. he? In fact, he is. Yeah, and, so. and we've seen him up at the HPC a few times and he just seems seems to be that, that man-manager that yes. puts his arms around people, knows when to put his arm around, knows when to yes. to do the opposite. Um, and well, which that, I don't, some see, it, need I don't that. see that part of him very often. No, no, exactly. <laughs> but I'm sure he is. I'm yeah. glad. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, he, he certainly greets people very well, and I've seen him anyway, yeah. and knows yeah. how to treat them. That's the important thing, isn't it? Yeah, and, and uh, when he greeted the Ashton Gate 8, for example, at he the was HBC, wonderful, wasn't things he? like that. Yeah, yes. fantastic. Um, right, so in front of you, you've got a, a notepad with some players' names on it. Um, I, <laughs> I, uh, I did. I meant, <laughs> messaged this last night. I said, "Would it be fun to do a Marina Dolman all-time Bristol City eleven? And uh, I'm sure you're a bit hesitant in that you don't want to leave anyone out. Yes. But let's talk through. So. Goalkeepers, you've seen numerous goalkeepers yes. over the years. Our, our top top goalkeeper in our top five was was Adriano Basso. Um, so, what have you gone for in terms of your top top goalkeeper? Well, I liked Cook and Gibson. Okay. As well as well as um, Basso. Basso, of yeah. course, you couldn't help loving the him, entertainer. Could you? He was, he was. He was <laughs> obviously, I never saw Mike. Great to see Mike Gibson now oh, with the part of the FPA. I but... mean, Mike Gibson wasn't very tall for a goalkeeper, no. but Mike. Goodness, could he jump? Yeah. I mean, he could jump up and, and, and above the um, top bar of a... Yeah. In fact, that's how he stopped that Oldham goal, possible right. Oldham goal from yeah. Alan Williams. I bet. And uh, so he was, a, he was a very good gun, very lively. And he didn't even wear gloves, did he, most of the time? I don't remember him wearing gloves, <laughs> ever. The balls, were, the balls were harder, heavier, mm. and they didn't wear gloves, and now mm. they're lighter... And they do wear gloves. Yeah. Interesting, isn't it? <laughs> it is. And you'd think they'd slip easily, wouldn't you? Yeah. They wear gloves, no. you know? But Mike Gibson stayed even past playing and helped develop yes. the next lot of goalkeepers, didn't Did he? Yes, he was the goalkeeping coach for yeah. quite some time. Yeah. So, yeah, that so, plays um, into it, I'm sure. Yeah, he's a great player, and Mike. Yeah. What else do you Okay, like? let's see the back four then. Oh, no, I can't give you the four <laughs> that I loved because I love, I love them all, quite frankly. <laughs> Just but, your uh, course amount. My ne- my my young nephew was trying to persuade me to <laughs> choose people, but of course he he only remembers the local, you know, the of recent course, ones. Of course, of course he does. Yeah. So um. So this, course, this isn't the have, exact Marina Dolman eleven. This is just some players. So we'll go defenders. That stand out. Yeah, that yes, stand out. Stand out. So we have Luke Ailing. Luke Ailing now plays for Leeds. Of course he does. Yeah. And um, Gordon Parr, who was a great favourite local boy. Yeah. Um, Jack Connor was, of course, a wonderful defender, and um, and Joe Bryan. I love Joe. Oh, Joe Bryan. Mm-hmm. I love Joe. So very nearly, very nearly returned, I think. And, yes. But uh, you yeah. can understand him wanting to go further afield. Yeah, of course. I think it's natural. So that I'm sad because I would love to have seen him come yeah. home. To be honest, yeah, we almost sort of talked ourselves into it, and mm. and shouldn't have. That's quite true. But there you go. We all wanted him, didn't we? Yeah. Um. And then, of course, there was some there were wingers too, like Scott Murray. I mean, I've never forgotten him. He used to work his heart out. And wow. You could tell he really loved the game. So Scott Murray is, we, we recently celebrated 25 years of, of him signing. I know. As well. And uh, he's actually, I think he's 50 next year. You can't believe it. He, only, <laughs> he still only looks a kid. He really does only look a kid, a young kid. <laughs> just, for, just you're, obviously, you will know Scott Murray very well. Um, what a great character. The fact that he's still there doing the kit man role was, was in most people's all-time Bristol City eleven. What does it mean to have a character like Scott around? He brings sunshine. I've said that before. He mm. just brings sunshine and fun and laughter to people. Mm. And that's a wonderful, wonderful gift. Yeah, not everyone can do that, can no. they? No, no. Yeah. And um, he really does and has... Uh, is, is, is such a great optimist, mm. and that helps, doesn't it? Yeah. Especially in a situation re- like Bristol City. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, and the relationship he has with the fans, that if you notice at away oh, games, yes. he's kicking, kicking the ball into the crowd and and all of that sort of stuff. He's a very thoughtful human being. Yeah, mm. constantly 
constantly helping people out. Exactly. He's great fun, this sculptor. Yeah. He makes it all fun. Yeah, of course he does. So, yeah, I rightly takes a place in the, in, the, yes. in the team. And then there's Jerry Gower, of course. Of course. The fearsome fighter. Yeah. Because I've never known a fighter like Jerry Gower. <laughs> Do you think he would, he would survive most games these days without being booked? Oh, red I'm card. sure he'd be booked. I'm sure he'd be booked. And red carded. Yeah. No, he would, but he was also a very good player. Right. He really was. Yeah. And very fast. And um, just quick, very good in situations, really. The swiftness with which he, he would move the ball, it was very good. That's, that's a really interesting thing. Um, when I've watched Premier League football and then watch a championship game, that's one thing that stands out for me is how quick they make that pass. Yes. You watch a Premier League game and you th before you even saw the striker running, the midfielder has seen the pass. Exactly. And the anticipation is tremendous, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And uh, the number of times I'm shouting, pass, pass, pass. Yes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes, I know. And you know. They've got the, the, like the Jerry Gows have got the vision of someone sat in the stand. Yeah. Incredible. It, it is wonderful, isn't it? Yeah. And also, well, of course, I love Alex Scott. We all do. I mean, these recent, you know, I mean, he's been really coming through so well, and yeah. I wish him so well in, oh, in, yeah. you, in I football. Mean, you can't help it, can I think you? most City fans are resigned to the fact that he will leave at some point in the future. Well, he's got to, to develop in a way, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah, In his Absolutely. own way. Yeah. We won't develop quickly enough for him, really, no. I suppose. So um, I think we'll be accepting of it assuming we get that money that will effectively help us reinvest and help us well, find so. the next player we hope so yeah so, so uh, we'll yeah, see good show. anyway wish him well of course and of course tins i mean he was a, he gave us 120 percent. still still does <laughs> oh he does he's, so 30 he's, years ago he signed for for city and he when he he's always been desperately shy mm. And um, never pushed himself forward at all in any way. And yet he was so aggressive on the field. <laughs> it was wonderful. The vision that he's got as well, the relationships that he's had with the likes of Scott Murray, Mickey Bell, Jim Brennan, Martin Lewis Scott. Carey. Lewis Carey. I mean, Lewis Carey and Scott Murray and Brian Tinian were three together mm. they really were yeah. and they were when they were playing in the team mm. it was wonderful to see actually off off the pitch as well right they really was in fact i think i think um scott murray was was best man at brian's wedding that's right wasn't yeah. he yeah yes yeah, yeah. And it wasn't it in kefalonia i'm not sure where it was but yes, you know, i know I he definitely was. was 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 best man but i mean that says a lot doesn't it and yes. the fact that they're still there knocking around the hpc exactly yeah <laughs> I mean, it was difficult when Brown became manager mm. and he had to suddenly switch to being a manager of two of them. And that's probably why they left the club for a while, because, yeah. you know, it but wouldn't he wouldn't, have worked. He, he wouldn't have. How could you turn that down? No. How could you turn that down? Yeah. He was tremendous. I mean, it was just very sad at the time. And the worst thing as a fan was that we never got chance to sort of say goodbye to Brian Tinian no. when he left. And no. it's like, well, he's off off um, doing coaching in Spain or something. I think something. it was, no. wasn't it? Yeah. And there wasn't even that opportunity of him coming back with another club, no. like Josh Brownhill did at the end of last season with Burnley. The reception it's that he got to see him, wasn't was it? fantastic. And I loved did, him. He, he had a lap of honour and everything, but we didn't get that chance with, with Tins. No. And then when he sort of came back into the setup, you still didn't get the opportunity because he wasn't part of the pitch no. but you knew he that he was back push, in the he fold he didn't push himself forward either you right. see recently when we were away at one of the matches was it Huddersfield I think where um somebody the driver who took me from the hotel to the um to the match mm. said that um he knew Brian and he came from the same village that he and Brian had oh, lived right. in and he spoke beautifully of him it was so lovely to Why? hear that's incredible. Wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it really was. And he said, give him my good wishes. He said, he probably won't remember me, but he said, <laughs> but he said, I do remember him so well. Mm. And I Fantastic. thought that was lovely. Yeah. Actually. Great to get those sort of character references. Yes. Yeah. No, lovely. So that's your midfield. Um, and John Attia and Paul Cheesley, I put. But, but. More to mention. Mention. <laughs> Lewis Carey, Andy Cole, Marvin Elliott, Jeff Merrick. 
Albert de Dome and Nicky Maynard, Adam Webster, Bobby Williams and Jansen Derrick. <laughs> wow, what a squad that is. What a match day squad that is. <laughs> so it's not bad, is it? Imagine the team with Atio and Cheesley up front. Mm. Would have been wonderful, wouldn't it? <sighs> Blimey. This is fantasy football now. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, I often think like that, actually. Well, we, we have, we've been absolutely blessed with players over the years, um, yes. when you go through those that list of names and yeah. talk about the, the the current day and how much how much that squad would be worth, unbelievable, unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable, really. And I, I I hope I haven't well I probably missed people out because you can't think of them all at once. Well, as you? I said, so we're doing this top five at the moment, them. and we could st- sit there all day and mm. and talk about talk about players, but um, yeah, and and. Everyone's sort of done it a bit Ooh. differently as well. I didn't even mention um, Mike Thresher. Okay. And he was one of my big ones. <laughs> right. See, here you we see? are. Yes. They come out of everywhere. Um, but, yeah, we're doing, when we're doing these top fives, and, you know, some people have done it on ability. Some people have done it on whether they were their favourite player. Some have done it on the number of appearances and mm. the longevity and, and all of that. So... There's no right or wrong answer, and no. anyone who puts on a Bristol City shirt, you know, yes, that's the thing with the FPA. Whether you've made one memories, appearance, they? exactly, they've all created memories. Mm. They've all created great memories for us as, as fans. Just to sum up, then, um, still, still getting to every every home game and going to most away games and things like that. In the close season, I really struggle when I, when I'm not watching football, watching Bristol City. Um, and have to make plans, otherwise I can find myself getting a bit down. How do you cope? <laughs> How do you cope in the close season? Well, to be honest, during the season, I put so many things aside that I can't, I'll do when the, you know, the season finishes. Yeah. But when the season, end of season comes around, I've got so much to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. Maybe I should try that. And um, so, so I do find there's quite a lot to do, and I'm glad yeah. to have time in which to do it, to yeah. be honest. yeah. But um, and it's good to have a break for everybody, really, yeah. because I mean you do get so emotional during this. At least I do. I don't know. If it happens yeah. with everybody. I, I think it does. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and it's just good to have a break and relax away from all that tension. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. You, it's um, it's but, a, an emotion and invoking invoking a pastime watching Bristol City. Well, it, it is. <laughs> But also, I mean, I must say, I, I I love sport anyway, so I love the tennis. Right. Oh, okay. So you got Wimbledon coming up. Well, I've been watching Roland Garros and uh, okay. everything. It's been wonderful. I've really enjoyed Brilliant. it all. And so, and I shall enjoy Queens before Wimbledon. Yeah. So um, I I do love so that. So you do watch it all then? Yes, I do love it. Yeah. And uh, and you were, just you, you said you went along to watch cricket as well. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't watch cricket as much as mm. I, I could do, but um, there's just so much you can do, isn't there? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and um, I do have to have a family life outside <laughs> it. <laughs> Bristol City is your family. <laughs> <laughs> it is actually quite yeah. honestly. I always think of them as a family. To of be course. honest, yeah. I do. With the supporters and the sponsors, and mm. I mean, we're so fortunate to have these good sponsors too. Yeah. Well, the sponsor of this podcast is uh, Habu. It is. Um, oh, and they're, they're good. I've met, I've met a couple of men from yeah. Habu, and they're good fun. Yeah, David Hill. Yeah, yes. Good lad. Cool. So, um, so in November 2017, I understand you met Prince William. Oh, um, yes. So tell us about tell us about that and receiving that MBE. Well, it was an interesting day from the point of view, from my point of view, of course, Buckingham Palace. And um, when you when you're waiting in line virtually to receive the the award or the mm. medal, you're in an outer room away from the main ballroom where the presentation takes place, and you you walk in, and the person in front of you um, receives the award, and you're just waiting to be next in line right. with an equerry right. standing here, and um, so when it came to my time. I was standing with the equerry and the lady in front went forward to receive her medal. But the thing was, they gave her announcement, which was which was referred to me. So did, you, did you knock her out of the way and go? <laughs> no, but I, I remember saying to this equerry, that's not her, that's me. <laughs> and he looked at me and through gritted teeth, he said, yes, I know I'm a Swindon supporter. <laughs> 
that, my that God. set me laughing, you can imagine. Oh, God. I started to so, laugh. Who, so, so when you went up, who did they announce you as? Well, they made the apology and oh, said, right. no, this is Mrs. Marina <laughs> Dolly, see, from Bristol City. And, of course, everybody was smiling, uh, this kind of thing. Well, at least it was it something that, that you could then, um, Prince William, I'm sure, must have said something along the Yes, he did say something about Bristol City. But what he actually said to me, first of all, was, Sorry about that, Marina, but I knew who you were really. Wow. And I thought, well, my goodness, that was wonderful because he probably awesome. had no idea who I was. <laughs> but oh. he was very charming. he's a Villa fan, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. And I, I said to him, um, he said, so something about Bristol City playing for the football. And yes. I said, yes, so we play your team, Aston Villa, soon. <laughs> and he's, he said to me, yes, I know you do, and you better let us win because we want to get into the Premier Division. <laughs> <laughs> so I smiled sweetly and said, can't promise that. Yes, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. That was all. But awesome. it was good fun. You oh, can imagine. Wow. Everybody was smiling anyway because of the... Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Love it. So it was a good day. Great story. Marina, just to say, massive thank you for spending some time with me um, and talking through 60 years of memories, players, moments, and uh, just a massive thank you for being club president of Bristol City. Oh, thank you. Well, to be perfectly honest, it's been an honour. Brilliant. A great honour. And I've enjoyed it most of the time. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks so much for your time. And uh, don't forget to follow us over on Twitter at 3PIAPC to get the latest news about Bristol City and our podcast. Thank you very much, Marina. Great pleasure. On Bristol City, on Bristol City. On Bristol City, way up the lee, you nearly blew it, we know you've been through it, but you can do it, give us the gold. There'll always be a Bristol, and City is the team. To get into the first again will always be our dream. We're proud of Bristol City. They play in wind and rain. To hear the crowd or shout aloud, the city scores again. My eyes have seen the glory of the goals a city score And we want to see them score in just a half a dozen more When the ball goes in the net, me boys, you'll want to hear us roar Our team goes marching on Glory, glory, Bristol City Glory, glory, Bristol City Glory, glory, Bristol City Our team goes marching on Bristol City, glory, glory, Bristol City, glory, glory, Bristol City, our team goes marching on, glory, glory, Bristol City, glory, glory, Bristol City, glory, glory, Bristol City, our team goes marching on. All together, boys. Bristol City, glory, glory, Bristol City, glory, glory, Bristol City, our team goes marching on, our team goes